Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, hello, everyone, and you join us here today having a little look around on the internet to find your most asked questions for us to answer. Um, but, Tom, before we do that, do you remember the video we did about the Rolex Oyster Perpetual that had the the dial that wasn't built properly? Oh, yes. Yeah, double marker at six. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, double marker at six missing. It was the single marker at six. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not too bad then. <laughs> well, you get half of what you paid for on that marker. But nevertheless, <laughs> since we posted that video, uh, we've had uh, a whole bunch of messages in from people with, funnily enough, the same Oyster Perpetual champagne dial with similar sort of errors. Someone who had a double marker up at 10 o'clock and someone who had poor quality print um, down in the lower half of the dial. Mm. I don't know if that particular watch in a particular batch on a Friday afternoon just um, passed under the nose of a particularly maybe un unwell with COVID uh, QC operator, but it seems like there's a few from that particular model that doesn't stand up to the usual very high quality that you expect from Rolex. Yeah. Are we sure it's not really clever marketing, though? Are we definitely sure about that? Yeah, that, you could be right. I reckon that Rolex is trying to undermine everything it spent a huge amount of time and money building the quality and precision of its watches Yeah, by a, a, using a guerrilla marketing effort to tell people that its watches are actually uh, pieces of crap. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Div, you're a listener. If you have recently purchased a Rolex and it has something funky going on with it, let us know. We'd like to see what the scale of the, the situation is. Just a few percent or perhaps more. Anyway, Tom, we've been looking on the internet to see what people have been asking about watches and uh, we're going to answer some of those questions. Should we just jump straight into it? Yeah. Fire away, Tom. What's the first question you found? A, pop a very popular question. What watches go up in value? Now, I imagine people wanting a bit of bang for their buck and a bit of uh, residual value. Times are tough out there. So, you know, you want to get as much as you can out of your timepiece. So um, it's a good question. That's a, that is a very, very difficult question because, well, the, the very strict answer is that I'm not a financial advisor and I can't predict the future. Yeah. It's a bit like if you were to buy shares in anything, if you were to uh, invest, it's effectively gambling. The odds on whether or not something will go up and down aren't absolute and um, aren't set in stone. So which watches go up in value is a very, very delicate question. What I can say is, of course, that things like Rolex stainless steel sports, uh, steel Protect Nautilus, steel Royal Oak have absolutely exploded 
in the last few years. But nevertheless, we are indeed seeing a little bit of softening on some of those prices. So it just, it just goes to show that even though the trend generally is upwards with those particular watches, you cannot absolutely 100% bank on it. What I would say, if you're someone who isn't necessarily looking to uh, play the waiting list game, buy a watch at RRP and then sell it immediately for twice the price, if you're just looking to purchase a watch that has good residuals, so you know that if in five years' time you come to sell it, you're not going to lose a whole lot of money and you may even make a little bit of extra, the best thing to do, and this is going to sound like a shameless plug, is to buy pre-owned because the depreciation is already gone and that way you can actually explore a greater wealth of watches and buy the watch that you like the look of and not just the one that's the big hot thing at the moment sure um and a pre-owned watch especially a discontinued one just generally follows the upward trend of um of increasing rrps and you can be fairly safe with something like that good tom i'll take this one yeah go on which, you're going to regret this, which watch brand is best? Rolex. Next. <laughs> you care to expand on that? It's easy. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but there will be a lot of people who think you're wrong. So why is Rolex the best? Well, I suppose in, in watch enthusiast circles, there's what's known as the Holy Trinity, what is considered the top three watch brands. And that's Patek Philippe, Audemars Piquet and Vacheron Constantin. So those three, yeah, have got great heritage, great watchmaking. The finishing is exquisite on those pieces. They're very, very, very high end. Yeah. So you could probably go with any one of those three and consider one of those the best. But Rolex has always long been considered a tool watch. But at the same time, it's just positioned itself so well in the market and it, its status has skyrocketed over time that it's just always been a very desirable piece. So if you wear a Rolex people will probably stop you and punch you in the face and take it or <laughs> tell you what a great guy you are. Maybe even both. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. If, if you look at, because you could go down the route of saying like a brand like Ferdinand Bertoud makes very high-end pieces to the highest level of finishing, only 30 or so a year, mm. the best in finishing. You could say um, that Seiko makes some of the best value for money. Yeah, absolutely. But what Rolex does is it, it it kind of hits the trifecta. It's the most popular, so best street cred. It's, it's the most well-known. You've, you've got real heritage going on in there. People know all of the big things that Rolex has done that have changed the industry. And it's they're not cheap, for sure. But at RRP, you can get into a Rolex for four or £5,000, which is a lot less than you'd be looking at for a Patek or an Audemars Piguet. So it kind of does a lot of everything well. Yeah. So in order to be the best, it's not the best at any one thing, but it, it scores highest in all of the categories. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's completely subjective, but the sure answer is just Rolex, isn't it? Yeah. Except sometimes they put their markers on wrong, but um, <laughs> that's just clever marketing. And actually, I would add that the best watch is the one that you've already got on your wrist. Yes, I like that. Get a new strap. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See how you feel. Oh, shoot. Next question. Okay. Another broad one. What watch should I buy? Uh, you you personally or the Royal? What watch should I buy, Andrew? <laughs> That's all the information I have. Well, let's, let's, let's role play this a little bit. If you were everyone on the internet looking for a watch and, I, and, and you sat down and you asked me, what watch should I buy? Well, first of all, I would say, what's your budget? Yeah. But assuming, let's take, a, let's take an average budget. So there are some people for, for whom £100 is all they've got to spend. Some people have got £100,000. 
I would I would average out between the number of people who have those different things. I would say somewhere around the two thousand pounds is probably going to sit somewhere in the the blob. Yeah. Uh, I'd also want to know what kind of things you like. Are you an adventurous person? Are you the kind of person who likes getting dressed up? Are you someone who uh, is really like rugged and sporty? Or do you like making a big statement? I would say for the most part, people generally tend to be like, oh, I want to, I want to look nice, but I don't want to go too far overboard. I want something that's smart, but I, does, I don't want it to be too old-fashioned and dressy. I don't want it to be too loud either. I want somewhere, something that sits like I do in this space of inoffensive. Yeah. I'm someone, I'm someone who does a bit of everything. No one really notices, but every now and then it's like, oh, that's nice. That, that kind of person. So I would have to say the watch that ticks all of those boxes, because I'm basically describing myself, is the Tudor Black Bay 58. That is the watch you should buy. <laughs> I wear grey t-shirts and I listen to Radiohead and I wear a Tudor. Exactly. That's not going to be the watch for everyone, but I really do genuinely think that if you got everyone in a room and found the best watch for them you would see the bell curve sits very much around the tudor black bay 58 great value rolex build quality the markers are in the right place so better than rolex build quality <laughs> uh great heritage as well lovely looks not too big not too small not too smart not too sporty it is the goldilocks watch do you agree with that um you probably say casio f91 <laughs> be done with it yeah <laughs> yeah all right tom the next question that the internet has to ask of you is, what watch did James Bond wear? Easy. James Bond wears an Omega Seamaster, as of Goldeneye, um, which is when the Omega Seamaster became popular uh, again, or maybe for the first time. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. The Omega Seamaster uh, professional, as we know it today, the 300M, became popular because of the placement in James Bond. Uh, we've seen the planet ocean in there. We've seen the, uh, I think we've seen the Aquaterra. We've seen various iterations of the Seamaster as well. Right, yeah. Um, all very, very, very smart product placement because James Bond, as in the guy in the books, did not wear an Omega. He wore a, a Rolex of some description. Uh, it's believed to be... What books? We talked about books. I think they mean that where they write the script down and bind it. Perhaps. Oh, right. You mean like the junior novelization for kids that aren't old enough to see the film? <laughs> I think so. So, yeah, in, in those uh, original manuscripts, Ian Fleming, the author, described a Rolex, which sounded very much like an explorer of some sort. Uh, and in fact, some of the earlier Bond films, James Bond wore a Rolex Submariner. So very, very clever product placement by Omega, back when they were really, really struggling outside of the quartz crisis, when people weren't buying mechanical watches they were like hey mgm back when you were still a thing do you want to put this watch in we'll pay you a load of money and that is why james bond does loads of adverts for sony because they sold out other watches that have been featured in the bond movies include brightlings and even seikos so there's a whole mix of stuff in there he also has an explosive parker pen as well i think <laughs> we've got time for one more question tom what's the internet got to ask for me right now Right, so this is a technical question which only you can answer because I don't know or care. Why do watches lose time? That is a good question. That is a good question. I assume we're talking specifically about mechanical watches because if your iPhone is losing time, then you need a new iPhone. Sounds like there's a new iPhone being released and they've um, nerfed your current one. <laughs> exactly. Um, a watch keeps its time 
through a series of springs and locking wheels. It's very, very clever, very, very precise, and you can imagine also very, very sensitive. To really boil it down, in the balance spring, which is the part in the balance wheel that makes it bounce backwards and forwards, the bit that we all see and refer to as like the beating heart of a mechanical watch. That's the most interesting bit. It is, it's the juiciest bit. That part, that spring, you can change the, the length and position of it if you change it one way or the other, it will make it beat faster and it will make it beat slower. When a watchmaker regulates a watch if it's not performing correctly, so they can clean it, they can remove any kind of uh, greasy friction and oldness that might be gunking it up a bit, but they can also regulate the watch with that system. What you can also have, if it's built with alloys that aren't resistant to magnetism, what can happen is you go near a speaker or like your, your phone or something like that, the balance springs, very, very fine, can get stuck together with magnetism. So it becomes really short. And so the watch runs really, really fast. So an old watch, gunky oils can make it run slow. Uh, or if it's been knocked and the regulation is out, that can make it run slow. If it's running fast, it could be because it needs demagnetizing or it could just need a regulation. Yep. Fucking magnets. Well, there you have it. Five questions that we've found online that you guys are asking. And maybe if you uh, if you like this video, we'll find some more because there are a lot of questions. Other questions such as, which watch does Monty Don wear? Is Omega 3 good for me? Why does watched kettle never boil? So there you have it. Stay tuned for, for all of that goodness. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, please do like and subscribe and click the notification bell and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 